This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Silent Letters. What the fuck, English language? These are actors talking about in a competitive sense. And you're not in a competitive situation with another actor. The, the better they are, the better you are. That's the, that's the bottom line. You gotta have, you always have to have great people. The better they are, the better you are, period. You never know what you do that could be totally out of left field, which actually might work and give something fresh to the whole scene, to the character, whatever. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frank, always Zach. I'm uh, so mad at you for this one. I'm sorry. Uh, I stole Zach's number two. Not his poop, but his... <laughs> <laughs> I wish you did. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, I looked down in the bowl. Where the fuck did it go? <laughs> Uh, um, uh, his number two choice for yes. top five actors. Back to list week. Um, Man, I I spent all week just going back and forth with like eighteen different actors. I'm sorry. Uh, would you like to go first then? I don't no. know. Okay, I'll no. go. <laughs> no, because I still have to decide. <laughs> still haven't done it. Uh, so my number two is somebody who I feel very, very deeply and passionately about. I would consider him to be one of the greatest actors who ever, I mean, he's still alive. He's still making films today, but um, I would say that he's basically one of the, like basically one of the best actors who's ever lived. Um, and that of course is, I don't Robert know. Robert De Niro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, Robert De Niro. He's the best. He's great. I don't know if you, I don't like he, he, I mean, at any point he could be your number one. Of course. I mean, he's, he's, unbeatable. he's most people's he's, number he's one. He's the best. He's the, he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I grew up watching a lot of De Niro films. Um, he always gives it 110 percent um i i watched a bunch of interviews with chris with scorsese because scorsese's kind of got like similar to like tarantino with like uh samuel jackson yeah exactly and scorsese is kind of like you know it's it's always going to be de niro like there's not always have to have de niro yeah yeah even if he's not like the main character so yeah I, i i don't I almost feel like there's there's not even like a point of saying much <laughs> why he's so because great. he's just like everybody just kind of already knows like well, yeah. that he's the man. Um, but things that I did write down as to like things that he offers as a actor to directors is versatility and imagination. So basically, um, I was watching a Scorsese interview where he was talking about working with De Niro and how De Niro is one of those actors who is very much like really, really gets into his characters Mm -hmm. very much back in his younger days was definitely considered a method actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Taxi driver alone. I mean, I don't know if you ever saw the remake of Cape fear, but I mean, he literally sharpened his teeth like with a file to like get them to look like very like sharp. Right. Really? Yeah. Like he actually like grinded his actual teeth. Um, you know, De Niro's the fucking man. Um, so versatility and imagination because he's one of those actors that when back in his day when he was in his prime, he definitely would come in and be like, 
hey, I read the character, I read this, I read that, but I was thinking that maybe we could do it this way, or maybe how about we try this, how about we do this, blah, blah, blah. Or he would be like on set and be like, oh, I just got an idea, let's try it like this. And Scorsese would be like, what's the idea? And he'd be like, don't worry about it, just let me do it. Scorsese's like, all right, let's do it. And then like, you know, they would just do it. I mean, obviously everybody knows that the you talking to me scene in Taxi Driver was 100% improvised. Mm -hmm. That was just him doing it, and it became one of... The most infamous lines in movie history. Yeah, exactly. And... Everyone, it's just kind of like one of those lines that you're kind of like just born knowing. Like yeah. as soon as that, as soon as you're born, everyone's like, "All right, you talking to me?" That's that's in him. He knows. What it. was Frank's first word? <laughs> oh, it was you were talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Anyway, so like versatility, I'm saying because again, like he's just one of those actors that he really deep dives into his characters and he really, really tries to like figure out like their headspace and where they are and who they are and why they are the way that they are and and he would say, okay. I think that we should try this or maybe we should go this way with it or maybe we should go that way. So there are tons of actors who are just acting, you know, I, I think that there's a tons of actors out there who, who do act strictly because A, they, they had family that was in it, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who was in the industry, their mom, their dad, whoever it was, a producer, a director, a writer, whatever it may be. And then they just kind of like, oh, I'll just do that because I can make a shit ton of money and I'll just do that. And, and you know, they don't really like care about it. Yeah. De Niro 100% is just one of those people that you can tell really, really, really cares about the roles that he picks. And I think that De Niro has played some of the most infamous and iconic roles in all of film history. Well, he's mostly played more so like the villain slash like anti-heroes. He's always that. I mean, you know, like when he got a little bit older, Mm -hmm. he started doing like the more like dad roles kind of where like he was like, like a Bronx tale. He's very much like the father figure kind of, um, meet the Fockers. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, You kind of forget that he was in that. Although it's not a terrible movie. It's not, but it's, it's very weird to see him in that. So I have, I have, I do have a point to make about that and we'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does show the versatility. Yeah. You know, but you know, uh, yeah. So anyway, I think that he has for sure made or has, you know, played some of the most infamous characters. So obviously you have him as Travis in taxi driver. Mm -hmm. He played Jake LaMotta in raging bull. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Raging Bull, but oh boy, he won Best Actor for that, um, and it's 100% well-deserved. I think that it might be his best role, like that, like f- from a strictly like acting standpoint, mm-hmm. the man just gave it everything that he had. I mean, it's a biopic about Jake LaMotta, a boxer, and it's not really so much about the boxing. It's more of like, oh, he's kind of a shitty person and just kind of like beats his wife a lot, and oh. he's kind of an alcoholic, and he's kind of a <laughs> dick and whatever. And you, I mean, so one of my favorite stories about Raging Bull is, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Brian De Palma, the director, uh, you, you, you know, his movies for sure. Probably most infamously Scarface. Yes. absolutely. Um, and then he made like Carrie, Stephen King's mm-hmm. Carrie. Um, I liked Carrie. Carrie's very good. Yeah. Uh, he's got a bunch of just fantastic movies under his belt. Unfortunately, De Palma didn't age that well when it came to like his filmmaking. But like back in like the 80s and 90s, De Palma was like the fucking guy. And I don't remember what movie he made that came out in like the same year as or he was making a movie that came out around the same year as Raging Bull. But uh, Raging Bull starts and it's got this. It's just so beautiful. I fucking love it. Um, It's got this like it's all slow motion. It's all the whole movie's in black and white mm. and you have De Niro playing Jake LaMotta and he's in the boxing cage and it's like all in slow motion. And you're seeing him like bouncing around the cage and it, the music is just swell. It's just so it's such a, such a beautiful and amazing opening shot. And 
De Palma is watching this in in the theater, and I don't remember who he's sitting with, but he like turns over. It might actually have been no, it, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know who he was sitting with, but he was um he was in the he was in the theater, and he and he and he looks over to whoever's sitting with, and he just goes, he goes, you know, as good as you think that you're doing. He's like, as a filmmaker, as good as you think that you're doing and as great as the f- film that you think that you have going on is, there's always fucking Scorsese and he always just makes you look like an idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Scorsese is just the fucking man. Um, and that's why he made my top five yeah. um, as directors. But yeah, so uh, Jake LaMotta and then Cape Fear, he played Max uh, Caddy, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know if you're familiar with Cape Fear, but it's basically like a guy who he goes to prison and he then ends up once he gets out of prison he's like i'm going to stalk the f- the family of the guy who was defending me that makes sense i would do that <laughs> <laughs> um and then i mean vito corleone in the oh. godfather part 2 mm-hmm. he, where he plays young vito oh, so good deer hunter oh deer hunter he plays michael i mean do I have to say anything else? Like De Niro is the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Once Upon a Time in America, he's he's in um, The Untouchables, where he plays Al Capone. That's badass. Uh, obviously, he's in Goodfellas, um, A Bronx Tale, Casino. Mm. I mean, there's so many Heat with fucking Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. oh man, I love Heat. Uh, and then Jackie Brown, where he plays Lewis, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Oh, the, um, one of the funniest <laughs> roles. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Just um, the the car scene outside. Yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. Say don't one say, more don't thing. say anything. I'm gonna shoot you if you say one more thing. It's yeah. like, but and then, <laughs> and then. Um, you know, I don't know. I think that De Niro, for me, I think the reason why I love De Niro so much is that I think that De Niro is always, he's kind of like the pinnacle of coolness. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he always has this, especially like when he was in like his 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. um, when he kind of like had like the jet black hair and like the the cool like goatee, like, like he's just yep. so, and he would just wear like these suits all, like he was just so cool looking and, and the way he was just so suave and just, I don't know, it's kind of like for me, he's kind of like in that same coolness of like Dean Martin. Or like Dean Martin was just so like always had like a like a shot of something in yep. his hand and a cigar and he's just always just like what's Riding going on, on top of pasta <laughs> with a girl in his uh, lap, Tony in the sky. <laughs> uh, he's just like really really cool, um, you know. And I think that. And then also, I'm not sure if you're actually familiar with this, but I know that you really like uh, Woodkid, and I really like Woodkid mm-hmm. the music. And um, he actually did something with Woodkid. He did like a short film thing. Really? Yeah. And Woodkid did the music and it was all about um, Ellis Island. It was, it's literally called Ellis. And um, it's De Niro kind of walking around Ellis Island and he's just talking about like the immigrants and like all, everything of like when they came over and all that. And it's all scripted. It's not like random. Mm-hmm. It, and it's again, it is considered like a short film, but it's really just beautiful like it's a i mean the music because i again i think woodkin makes fantastic he only yeah. made one album but, but the one still. album the one album that he made i, I love it um ghost lights and ellis is you know uh de niro is walking around ellis island just talking and i think it's worth a watch for sure so yeah i don't know i mean again you don't really need to say yeah, say much it's, it's de niro it's, like yeah. it's so he's so infamous he's so amazing um although i did i i, I do understand that there are obviously some film choices that he has done in his older age mm-hmm. that you're kind of like, eh, hey, like what are you, you, you used to be the man. <clears throat> like again, like, I, but even <clears throat> like, uh, look, there's like that one movie that he did with, um, uh, Zach Efron. 
where he's like oh, plays yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. like a like he's like his grandfather. I don't yeah. remember what the name of the movie is, but it's it wasn't like, like grad, bad grandpa or something like something, that. Something, something close similar, to it. dirty grandpa, bad yes. grandpa, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that. it was dirty grandpa. It's like all right, you don't need to be making those movies. Like stop, please. Yeah. Um, but then you know, I don't know if you've ever actually ever seen the movie The Intern, where it's like him and I can't remember who the actress is, but it's like she's like a like a girl who's starting up like a tech company or something or a clothing company. And he's like a, a recently widowed husband and he's like, my wife just died and he's just bored. Like he's just sitting at home and he's just like, I don't want to sit at home all day and whatever. So he like goes and he starts working I for her movie. and it's, it's a good little like heartfelt, like, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it, it may, it's a feel good movie, right? It's, it, it's, it's good. And you know, I think that De Niro, although there have been some missteps when it comes to some of the acting choices in his older age, I, I would say that for the most part, De Niro has been one of the actors that age that has aged the best, you know, yeah. similar to like, you know, Tarantino talks about how he's only going to make 10 movies because of the simple fact that he doesn't want to be making, he doesn't want to make 20 films. And then, you know, the, the, the next 20 be like not good. And everyone's yeah. like, man, like Tarantino used to be the guy, you know? And, um, you know, the last thing that I would want to see De Niro go down the path of is being like, man, De Niro used to be like this shit. And now he's just making like garbage, garbage movies. Like I said about De Palma earlier, mm-hmm. like De Palma's most recent films are just like, Weird. dude, you used to be like, like one of, you know, in my opinion, he was considered like one of the best directors. Like he made some of the best films and now you're just making like even like Francis Ford Coppola is doing like yeah. like just not great films now, and you're just like, dude, like you you made The Godfather, mm-hmm. you made arguably the best film ever made, <laughs> like ever made, and now you're doing like now you're just, doing Puss in Boots <laughs> three. Like, what are you doing? De Niro, I would say for the most part, has pretty much held his ground the whole way through. Um, I mean, The Irishman is yeah. kind of like classic, like mm-hmm. you know, it's Scorsese, it's Pacino, it's De Niro. It's uh, Pesci, you know, they're all in it, and it's and it was amazing. It's amazing. Uh, if you have four and a half hours, or whatever, you know, three, <laughs> oh, you know, if, if, you, if you got, if you got, we'll eventually get there. You, you need a day uh, to really dedicate yourself to it. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think that De Niro is one hundred and ten percent one of the greatest actors to have ever lived, and I think that his characters that he's played is truly, truly infamous. Um, and I don't think you can really go down a top five list without De Niro at least being, if he's not in your top five, he has to be an honorable mention at least. Yeah. Like he is just so good. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, and he lives in New Paltz, which is like 15 <laughs> minutes from us. Yeah, that's true. It's just really strange. Let's go pay him a visit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, De Niro for sure. Zach, Absolutely. who you got? All right. So before I say, I just want to give like a couple of honorable mentions to people that like I had been going back and forth for like the past week with. Don't okay. you flip me off. I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a couple of people that like, like I just couldn't bring myself to picking them because one thing or another, but um, I, I think that they are outstanding actors and still need to be like somewhere in mm-hmm. a list. So for honorable mentions, I'm going to put in there Bruce Willis, Ron Perlman, Kurt Russell and Amy Adams. Kurt Russell's so good. I know. Those were the Amy Adams is very good too. Amy Adams, I think she has a very bright future in the world of Hollywood. Like the past few movies that she's done, she's been golden Mm -hmm. in. And I think like she is gonna be one of the people to watch out for. I think Amy Adams was in American Hustle. 
She was in American Hustle. She was in Arrival. She was in... Oh, yeah, you're right. She was in Arrival. Uh, she is our day and age's Lois Lane in oh. the Superman yeah. and, yeah, Justice League that. movie. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> but it's Amy Adams. Yeah. So she... And then... Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, Nocturnal Animals, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. No, no, she's not no, a Nightcrawler. No, sorry. Not, just Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, yeah, Nocturnal um, Animals. But I think she... Because I was almost going to pick her, and I was like, I don't have enough to go off of. Mm-hmm. Like, had she been... Give her like 10 more years and maybe, you know? Yeah, but she is fantastic. Yeah, she's very good. And I think she is somebody to watch out for. Yeah, my... Uh, somebody that I was going to mention that I I think is great, because um, I'll be honest, all of my, my... In my top five list, it's all men. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kind of like, eh, is that okay? Can I do that? Yeah, but no, I, I mean, was... it's just, it is what it is for me. Um, but for sure, an honorable mention uh, for a actress, it was Natalie Portman for me. I almost, I was almost considering her too, Natalie just because Portman, of like, is just, she's just incredible. Just between Black Swan and V for Vendetta. So good. You see like the rise yeah. of her yeah. and less of like, hey, I'll take any role that I can get. Mm-hmm. However, for my number two, I came down to the decision of Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he, he's, he's been one of the actors that, since I was a child, I knew his name and I was like, I need to see what he does next. He arguably is one of the more eccentric actors yeah. before any actor was eccentric. Because for the most part, like, he plays either war movies or eccentric roles. Yeah. And just to give you, like, uh, an idea of, like, what he's done, like, he obviously, last year, The Lighthouse. Oh, my God. Uh, him in The you Lighthouse. You can't beat William Dafoe in The Lighthouse. Him in The Lighthouse, um, Antichrist, I believe that was. Lars von Trier. Yeah, that you don't like. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of <laughs> liked that movie yeah. with him playing the devil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Platoon. He was in Platoon, you're mm-hmm. right. Um, American Psycho. Of course. Yeah, he was the cop, or the detective investigating. Yep. Um, Boondock Saints, right? Boondock Saints, yeah, yeah. The the cop, just him dancing in the room. When he puts on the uh, music, and yes. he's like, yeah, yeah, it's, really, uh, it's, it's great. <laughs> and then, of course, like where I originally knew him from was the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. Yeah, he also, um, I, I didn't love the film, mm-hmm. but him, he played... Um, Vincent Van Gogh. Yes, that's right. Uh, like yep. two years ago or something. Yeah, you were telling me about that where like it was just really disappointing the ending to it. But like the the, 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 the camera work for me was just <laughs> like it was like, oh, we're we're tr- like it, it was a movie that was like so it, I feel like it was trying too hard to be an art house film. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was literally a point in the film like melancholia in which. No. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying yeah, 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 to be, yeah, trying to be way too like, hard where it's like. There's literally a point in that in the movie where he's playing Van Gogh. I don't remember what the name of it's called. It's something like at something. Like, I lost my ear. <laughs> it's something like at Heaven's Gate or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, at Eternity's Gate. At Eternity's Gate, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's literally a point where he's painting, and the whoever the director was put the camera on the ground, and then rolled the camera over, mm-hmm. and then rolled it over again, and then picked it back up. And like you're just watching it happen, so I, so in my head, right? I'm I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I, I in my head, I'm watch I'm watching this movie, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm like understanding what's going on here because Van Gogh is like, oh, 
you know, like he's he was very. It's very known that he mentally was like like not really like fully stable, right? Yeah. So I was thinking like, okay, this director's gonna do something where it's like, when when he's not painting, he's his brain is like all over the place and he's like going crazy, right? And like his thoughts are like all over the place and like that's represented through the camera movements. And then when he's painting. He's a little bit calmer, right? And mm-hmm. and and, he, and he's focused, and the camera would like relax, and it and it would just be like with him. And I'm like, that's a cool idea. I'm with it. And then it just wasn't <laughs> that just at garbage. all. It was it was just like crazy sporadic camera movements the entire movie. And I'm like, and eh, mm-hmm. you, you lost me, my friend. I know. Anyway, great idea though. Yeah. Th- see, I should have directed that film. Yeah. I would have. <laughs> I would have done that way better. You would have. Do- you should have done that, and I should have directed Shadow because <laughs> I saw everything coming a mile away. Yeah, Shadow was there. It was all right. So, yeah, just, like, him alone, like, from an early age, watching him as the Green Goblin. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Like, he, I don't want to say, like, he's fully, like, a method actor, but he dabbles in it for films. I don't know if if you've ever seen The Florida Project. Mm -mm. Um, Highly recommend watching The Florida Project. I think it's on Netflix. Watch it. Okay. He's a great Willem Dafoe performance. Yeah, but that's why, like, every performance he does, he really puts himself in the character. Yeah. Um, I found out, too, for, like, when he was the Green Goblin in Spider-Man, he did all of his own stunts. So, like, obviously, there was CGI. So, like, anything that wasn't CGI, he was actually taking the bumps mm-hmm. for everything. Yeah. So, like, if Spider-Man, like, kicked him off the hoverboard, he actually got kicked off and fell. Yeah. And for a man of, like, I think he was, like, 45 at that time yeah like most people in their you know 20s what, wouldn't do that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so for him to like but it's be, also toby Maguire. he's probably like i could take a kick from toby yeah. Maguire. <laughs> anybody can take a kick from toby Maguire. <laughs> but um he was a candidate too for the joker in, yeah in batman could have been a really good joker and you know what like it's a, it's up for debate but like because obviously jack nicholson got that part mm-hmm. but man like what he would have done with the role and as soon as, like, the lighthouse came out and then it was revealed that, like, Robert Pattinson is going to play Batman, everybody snapped in and was like, hey, Willem Dafoe is the Joker. Yeah. Let them work together again because yeah. he, like, they were a really good pair. Yeah. I just don't know if you can do that because he would just be so old. Eh. And Batman would be so young. I, I don't know. Eh. I don't follow the comics at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Joker and, and Batman have always seemed kind of, like, in the same age. Around there, yeah. but like, I mean, Joker's always been like slightly older, so like it could Maybe. work. I mean, he looks great for his age. Willem Dafoe 110% has one of the most iconic looks to him. He he has a very unique face. Mm-hmm. Like, like his facial structure is is very, very specific. You like, look up uh, one picture of him smiling with his <laughs> eyes wide open. Tell me he's not the Joker. <laughs> Tell yeah. me he's not. Yeah, he has a very, very specific uh cheek structure and and his facial structure and it's i mean that like you just always know that it's willem dafoe yeah absolutely <laughs> and it sucks too because like he's never really like won an award too too much um if anything it's mostly like supporting actor stuff yeah. but it almost begs the question too where it's like he can really work with anybody mm-hmm. his first debut film I don't know if you know this, was um, in 1980, a movie called Heaven's Gate, which you might actually be somewhat interested in because it is a Western. Okay. And it stars Chris Christopherson and um, Christopher Walken. 
And then your father <laughs> <laughs> hid this watch up his ass. <laughs> that was a pretty good, Christopher. Is he in the room with us, <laughs> Mister Walken? Please walk on in. <laughs> but just like that, as his first role, like being around like two great actors right out of the gate, it almost kind of like led him down like the path that he was meant to go on as one of the great actors. Mm-hmm. Of our time. Yeah. And, I mean, plus two, like, he was in Shadow of a Vampire? I don't think I've seen that. Did not see it, but he was the only actor in history to play a vampire and be nominated for an award. Mm. So, I mean, right out of the gate, I mean, you, Bela Lugosi didn't even get nominated? And his Dracula in 1932? Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt in Interview of a Vampire, which wasn't that great. It's not that good. <laughs> it's a weird movie. <laughs> I mean, I it's not one of the movies that I look fondly on Brad Pitt for. No. but He, he was in your top five, right? Yeah, he was number four. Nice. Because he had to be. Yeah, he's great. Except for Interview of a Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and then, too, like, he... I, I know, again, you're not too much into anime, but he did play in... Oh, he was the fucking... The guy with the book. Like, the devil. Yeah, 2017's Death Note, Death which Note. was not a good film because there was no Ferris wheel in the anime or the manga. Never but they saw did it. that anyways. I didn't see it. But anyways... Um, but he looked cool. Yeah, he looked great, and it was almost like you didn't need to put too, too much makeup on him because it just he, looks like he that could normally. make that face. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry again, but have you seen the video of Jim Carrey doing the Grinch face? Yes. And with it's fucking, no makeup. It's, it's spot on. It's, it's weird. It's crazy how much he can transform his face. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. Willem Def- Jim Carrey's very good. <sighs> Put him in the honorable <laughs> mentions, too. Not for me. Eh. Yeah, he's fine. He's good. I liked him as the Riddler. Yeah, a little, a little, a little too campy for me. Yeah. Well, that's that's most of his performances yeah i, I mean, like i like his more serious roles although i didn't love um what is it called something spotless mind something oh like, when he like, uh he he's like, like erasing the girl from his memories oh no no when no. they break up i was thinking more of like when he started to go crazy and no uh, no no no, no, no. There, there, there's a movie that he did i was just like eh, this movie's not that great mm. anyway but yeah um, willem dafoe yeah willem dafoe i'm gonna leave you with a quote and that's where i'm gonna end it off it where he said in an interview all the time, as an actor, you want to be asking what's next and where to go next. If you're not asking that, you're not progressing as an actor. Mmm. Dropping some knowledge. That's, that's a will of Welcome to my garage. Quote. Knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> uh, I don't trust like that. No. Um, so. You got to rec. Oh, well, would you want to recommend three movies of. De Niro. De Niro. And yeah. then I'll do three um, of them. For sure, Raging Bull, where mm-hmm. he plays Jake LaMotta. Um, I would probably go Heat and mm-hmm. Taxi Driver. Okay. I'm obviously going to go The Lighthouse. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, Platoon. Yeah. And Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints is good. Just yeah. him, like, really like diving into, like, the detective role in that. Yeah, it's really good. You you get a sense of, like, how he is as an actor. Yes, um, so the movie that I am choosing for next week is Drive, starring Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Um, 
Again, Ryan Gosling is not my one of my favorite actors, but he the movie old. the movie's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, he so. almost made my list. Really? Almost. He's not. I don't know. For me, he's always just kind of been like one of those guys that he kind of just plays like the same and everything. Although I have seen him in other stuff now, and he does seem to be getting a little bit better. Yeah, like La La Land. La La Land. Like right. he he had like a little bit more emotion and stuff. Drive. I feel <laughs> the like last is, half of the film. Yeah, Drive. Um, is definitely like very typical Ryan Gosling, where it's like he doesn't say too much and he <laughs> just kind of looks and he's kind of got like that weird. You know Tom Hardy thing where it's like uh, he's very notorious for being like uh, for me Ryan Gosling has always just been kind of like a face mm-hmm. like for a movie, um, but Drive is a I think Drive is a very good movie. The so, Notebook. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the movie that we're going to be reviewing next week. Awesome. Um, my recommendation mm-hmm. for this week is a book. Okay. Zach, maybe you've heard of this book. I haven't. Uh, I no, can't read. You have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's called The Inferno. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Absolutely. And uh, better known as Dante's Inferno uh, and all about, you know, all the circles of hell. It's awesome. And going through. And I not recently picked it up. I have had it for a few years now. Um, but I have like the old, old English version. Mm-hmm. It's a tough read. Yeah, I think. But, what was it? We went to Barnes & Noble one yeah. day and like you picked up that and I picked up. Uh, oh, yeah, you HP, were with me. Yeah, I picked up H.P. Lovecraft's Essential Stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. But reading... The Inferno, and although if you, they, I'm sure they have like an actual like translated version of it, yeah, um, where you can just like kind of hey risk bro, it. don't go down there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like ah, <laughs> hell sucks. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't believe I bought a timeshare. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> At least the fire's free. <laughs> Um, if you get the translated version, it is obviously like probably a little bit easier to read, but if you get like the actual, like old English version of the way that it was originally written, um, it's definitely a tougher read, but I would say that it's more gratifying to read that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is so, so worth it. I mean, the descriptions of the agony of what's going on is truly horrific. Not uh, only that, but like, sorry to cut you off. The the artist that did all the illustrations. Yeah, I forget who he is, but absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Like sending a depiction of like what hell looks like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so good. And during these quarantine, you have no excuse to not read. So uh, I highly recommend it. Um, you also have no excuse to text me back, Frank. I don't text. I don't know where you are. I'm an awful texter. <laughs> uh, but yeah. 110% I highly highly recommend Dante's Inferno um, it's great for horror fans it's great for uh, people who just like dark just weird mythical type that whole like anything like in that kind of range uh, highly recommend Dante's Inferno I don't recommend however Purgatoria or Paradisia why they're not as much fun to read the divine comedy is good yeah I like the Divine Comedy. The Divine Comedy and obviously the Inferno, but, yeah. but Purgatoria and Paradisia are yeah. just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Like he rode on a giant dragon <laughs> to get out of <laughs> Purgatory. Yeah, but um, the Divine Comedy is very good too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>